Happy Horse Show Happy Halloween Merry Christmas New Year La Ela Fadrig Happy Easter Whatever the season there's always a fresh arty scandal in the wind Speaking in response the Director General has insisted he cannot reveal the packages paid to various idiots who left due to various idiotic things they did in RTE as a result of the non-disclosure agreements Just when it seems to be over it flares up again like one of those respiratory illnesses you caught from your auntie on Stevens's day because she's a sprayer when she's on the sherry Never before have Dahl Committee chair people been so well known Here's Brian Stanley I've never seen so much destruction wrought by such a terrible live music concert show and I'm a shinner I've been to 47 performances by the Wolf Tones where no note, no tune, no ballad was left unsundered. The Aractus committees can't get enough of the shambles under which to bury everything embarrassing for the government, be it homeless figures, the children's hospital or any footage of Leo Varadkar doing anything at all. So much so, two committees were in a bidding war this week over who gets to wallop the hapless executives the most. Remember when RTE used to be in bidding wars for sports rights? Not anymore. They couldn't even throw a Marty party if they wanted to. The best that could be hoped for now is half a hucklebuck next to the wine aisle in a Landis at closing time. Tonight on Prime Time, lovely media minister Catherine Martin shoots the breeze about stuff. I might even get her to sing a tune for us. Oh no, wait! I'm getting my shows mixed up again. <laughs> it was meant to be one of those interviews you wouldn't even notice had happened until the minister decided to send the RTE chair to the electric chair live on primetime. I just can't believe what I heard this week Mm. so I can't. She told me she didn't approve your man's package and turns out she bloody well did. Mm, Good for you Minister just go right ahead and slay that girl. I'm not saying anything so I'm not. Oh I think you are sister I mean do you have confidence here this evening? Like would you trust her to book a brunch date with the gal pals and not choose a place with an open kitchen where your clothes would smell of fried eggs afterwards? Let's just say Mm. I'll have a meeting with her I mean, come on, you've practically deleted her from the WhatsApp group already. Well, I can't say tonight that she'll be getting funny gifts from me this time tomorrow. (gasps) Well, that's all we've time for Catherine Martin there, for she is death, destroyer of executives. Do you want to catch a mimosa sometime? By midnight, the chair of RTE, Shu Narahala, was gone. By noon the next day, Simon Harris was trying to deny on radio that his colleague, the minister, who effectively sacked her, had effectively sacked her. No, 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 no. I, th- I think it's a fundamental misrepresentation to suggest that of the minister. She merely blocked Shuni on your rohar simply because she didn't tell her she was in the room where it happened, the room where it happened, when they approved the package for Richard Collins, who left RTE because he didn't know how much he was being paid. <laughs> and so the very woman, the very woman who started the investigation that revealed all the wrongdoing in the first place is somehow gone, <laughs> having been punished because, well, we're all in favour of accountability. It's a very, very hard thing to do. The far more important thing is achieving something that looks like a Accountability. Now that's something this government can totally stand over. Block! It later emerged that the chair had actually informed the minister's department of the payoff, but that person had retired in the meantime. I wonder if they got a golden handshake too. Uh, all this talk of massive packages makes many of us left behind feel so inadequate, as if the measure of a man is the size of his... You get the idea. And so RTE creaks on. The ceiling is falling in and the chair is gone. Our only chair... Oh, it only seems like yesterday that we were all enjoying that footage of a man slipping on the ice. That man is now RTE itself, walking down a footpath iced over with exit packages, smacking its head endlessly against the pavement, wishing only for the sweet relief of the national anthem playing out until the broadcast signal is turned off for the last time. 
Michal Lehan turning the RT doomsday clock another second towards midnight, live from the 2FM Ratcaster. All right, everyone. Before cabinet, we'll do a quick warm-up, okay? A dozen squats like this. Ooh, you duck down to avoid that question about how many social houses were built last year. And a stretch. That's our current polling numbers. Can we just get to the order of business stat? Yes, Prime Minister. It's just Cotish, Heather. <gasps> What's eating Gilbert Grumpy? Yeah, by now you're supposed to be calling me Cotish and making some jibe about my age and then bigging yourself up. Oh, that's the point. Sorry? Leo Scott has missed the grumpy pants on because he couldn't even get his choice of candidate on the Euro ticket. I had a whole campaign ready. I felt if Dublin voters had a chance to send Josepha Madigan to a Belgian city 1,000 kilometres away, they'd totes jump at him. Instead, his campaign went from vote Josepha Madigan to make Josepha sad again. Anyway, Pascal was the main endorser and he clearly doesn't want to be here anymore. Sorry? Oh, uh, that reminds me, Pascal, I heard you might be going to the shop. Will you bring me back a wham bar? Well, now, I didn't say I was going to the shop for a chopper chopper. Oh, no, I, I just heard that you might be. No biggie. No Somebody's biggie. already in the shop, but if there is a vacancy, oh, I would certainly not rule myself out going there sure. if, for example, I feel like a bag of princess marshmallows because I look extra cuddleable when I'm holding fluffy pink flumps. Oh, God, maybe I should just go to the Oris now to put us all out of our misery. Don't stop that. Come on, you, you should cheer yourself up. Your self-satisfaction ratings have actually gone up since Christmas. Oh. That barely increase. It's just like the difference in a voter's choice between whether they'd prefer mumps or measles. I mean, look at the shinners have peaked, creaked, and it's all to play for. We can get up to 40 seats. If we weren't going into an election with only about 20 sitting TDs Oops. and rumours of more retirements, oh. including Novany. Uh, I've heard that too, right enough. Who's not even here. That says it all. Uh, of course I am. <laughs> I wouldn't miss this moment for all the world. What moment, hey? <laughs> I'm basking in the glory of not being the least popular Covany for the first time. Yay! Uh, though you are once again discussed standing next to a scandal you can't help yourself really. oh. look all we ask is that you run in the next general and then you can do a Murphs immediately afterwards oh. whereupon you can enjoy the family tradition of the golden handshake oh. <laughs> right before we wrap up a quick update from Justice why is everything on fire Helen? Oh, this will be good look this is not about hotels being safe oh. there are just a small handful of fires wreaking havocs in a very small number of buildings oh. earmarked for immigrants you know you should get out with the fire brigade you're such a wet blanket you'd put out the towering inferno yourself. What are we doing to prevent any more fires? Extra Gardaí will be deployed for Patrick's weekend to ensure carveries stay open and they will monitor hot lamps, local gossip and prevent catastrophes like when the edges of the boiled ham starts to curl. Oh, I hate when that happens. Uh, all right, uh, Kotish, if you want to formally wrap He's him. already left me home. Now, if I happen to be going to the shop I today, knew it! No. You sneaky wee scotcher! I didn't hey, say that. That's why it must be always served on a joy, or else you'd be up in the hay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, welcome back. Next on the Today Show, our old friend Francis Brennan is here. How are you doing? Welcome, Francis. Well, thank you both. And as you can tell, I'm here to discuss something very solemn and serious because I've dressed down. Have you noticed? Yes, I can tell from the subtle pinstripe on your three-piece and the fluorescent tie. Excuse me, my pocket square is neutral, I'll have you know. (laughs) So tell us what's eating you today. It's not easy to say arson. 
Sorry? Arson, Dorothy. Well, sure, we all did our share of arson when we were young. Arson around the back of a bike shed. Ugh. Arson our way through college, huh? It's the serious hotels issue, Dorothy. Yes. Did you not read the brief? More sure I'm not even wearing briefs. <laughs> Just do your awkward Janie, that's awful news tone voice. <gasps> exactly. All right, right. <clears throat> oh, this is terrible, terrible, Francis. Mm. I blame social media. Yeah, well, that, that's actually a very salient point. Is it? I say that for all the serious bits, it usually works. It's actually. how they spread disinformation, you see. Which information? Disinformation. Or dead information. And I don't care, but I'm going political today. The Justice Minister. I wouldn't put her in charge of the toasting carousel in the slow season. Oh. Helen McEntee. Hell in a handbasket, that's what I call her. Now, the minister isn't here to defend herself. And sure, even if she was, she'd probably burst into flames herself and then insist it's just a very small fire <laughs> and that standing next to her a bag full of pennies is perfectly safe. She would, she would. But today I want to speak for the real victims, the ones who have no voice. You're mm. so right. The refuge... Uh, uh, international protection people. Well... And of course the good local people who are tarred with the racist brush. Yeah, yeah, all of that. But don't forget about the country hotels. Won't somebody please think of the Colchi Hotels? The hotels? Yes! I'm talking about the three star heroes of this country. Our land! With words like lodge, manor, falls and view in their names. Even if they hadn't had a view since someone built a Circle K the size of the Taj Mahal across the road. With receptionists who spent five years in Shannon mastering the special check-in voice that 80-year-old Yanks can hear from across a car park. Breakfast starts at seven! I'm talking the places held together with a residue of pledge and the crumbs of goujons wedged in between upholstery for decades. Bars humming to the sound of one lad with a guitar and a drum machine singing Galway Girl and then Hotel California and then Galway Girl again all while a woman's heart CD plays just loud enough to be heard at the same time from the lobby. I'm talking little Josephines in tiny wedding dresses screeching around counting communion money. I'm talking spotty donals hopped up on creme de mans painting their Deb's dance floors green. We've sent all our doctors and nurses to Canada. What are we to do with the generation qualified in the arts of Bresso and Windoline? Wherefore their sacred craft of folding rough Lissadell towels into the shape of swans? Without these friggin' legends, without our country hotels, hashtag Ireland is dull. Bravo, Francis. Thank you. Thank you. I think you've really moved our audience this afternoon. What do you think, Dohi? What? Yeah, awful, awful. I blame social media. Oh, he wasn't even listening to me. Whatever you watch, wherever you watch it, if you watch it on a TV, you must have a TV licence. Funding unmissable homegrown drama. Categorically, I will absolutely never reveal the Archie Golden Handshakes, I swear, over Ertel's grave. I want the truth! Okay, she got 450 grand. <gasps> Jeepers, we can't handle the truth. Heck. Funding seat of your pants, heart in your mouth, Irish sport. Holy Moses! And I'd like to apologise again for the free Renault. I didn't even know it was a real car. I thought it was one of those toy ones that you put a coin in outside the shops and ride it till your breeches tear. Funding essential news and current affairs. And that's all news for today. I'm getting out of here in the month of May. What really did it for me was when the rodents came in and started doing a better job than the average executive. Go back to sleep, Ireland. 
Dobbo out. Funding vital campaigns of righteousness on radio. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I have to bring the bottle back uh-huh. in bubble wrap to the machine uh-huh. because it cannot be damaged, you see. No. Or, or, or else I won't get yeah. my 15 pence yeah, back. Well, someone in and here then, wants then, to make sure I'm crushed and put out with the rubbish, Mick. Uh, and I can tell you, they won't be getting the money back when they put me out with the recycling. Oh, no, it's no. here in the paper. He wants me out. He oh, wants me out. Sure. Ew. And a vault full of classic children's programming that can never be tainted. I, I just want to reveal that Bosco was paid in the region of €800,000 when he left RT <gasps> after wasting what? £2 million on a magic door which would not knock and open wide to see what was on the other side. You must have a TV licence. It's the law. If you have a TV licence payoff, you must face accountability unless you're suffering from SUES. Sudden Unexplained Executive Sickness or SUES Brought to you by the Government of Ireland Which is delighted you're not mad about the Children's Hospital anymore Let's see how my top five priorities are doing. There's halve inflation, grow the economy. Oh, what else? Stop saying I'm a coke addict out loud. Afternoon, mm. Prime Minister. Oh, hello, Dave. Oh, no, we don't stand on ceremony. Just call me Lord Cameron. As I was saying, I was just trying to remember my five promises. Grow the economy. Oh, yes. If you build it, they will come. Mm. In space, nobody can hear you scream. What um, else? Don't leave your kids behind in a pub. Never wear a jacket when speaking to a crowd that's mostly low-born, that sort of thing. Of course. Speeches and shirt sleeves. It's one of my favourite policies of yours that I've kept <laughs> going. It is tremendously relatable. Well, the focus groups don't call me the people's billionaire for nothing. Oh, well, Working I... out at the gym, watching the match with the lads oh. before dinner with the old ball and chain. Yes, except that it's your own private gym, the lads are big pharma Tory donors and your old ball and chain is wealthier than the king himself. As I was saying, stopping the small boats, that one's going really well. Yes, quite. The immigration backlog may be over 100,000, but the priority is getting a flight of 200 people off the ground after years of trying. Never in the field of human politics was so much energy spent by so many on so few. Of course, Prime Minister, we Um, do need to sort out the small boats issue before ITV makes us all look rather silly by producing a drama about it. That's our greatest fear now, ever since the post office thing. Now, I gather they're doing one about the pandemic, and that's not going to be pretty, especially given the death toll from your eat out to help out scheme. Oh, I wonder who they'll get to play me. Um, AI? Could really bring out my highly relatable human side. Oh, not like that Keir Starmer. <laughs> he's, he's an odd fellow, isn't he? He is. I mean, I spent my career trying to be 1997-era Tony Blair, and he's spending his trying to be 2010-era David Cameron. Extraordinary. The SNP set an excellent trap for him with that ceasefire vote. Quite. And they would have got away with it too if it wasn't for that pesky Speaker Hoyle. <laughs> and the most important thing is that everyone forgets we were supposed to be discussing a ceasefire in the first place. Indeed. Now, would you like to stay for a minute? Mexican cola? (laughs) No, no, I'm not getting involved in your vices, Prime Minister. (laughs) Okay, Dave. It's Lord Cameron. Rightio. What makes a house a home? They're back. Meet our Home of the Year judges. Design legend Hugh Wallace. Ten series in, and I'm still standing, as Elton John would say. And like Elton, I've got the modern groovy glasses to boot. Snarkitect. Amanda Bone. A decade on air. That should warrant a decade of the rosary because some of the houses I've seen have been unholy and were frankly in need of an exorcism. And interior designer, Sarah Cosgrove. This is my third series and I'm working up the courage to tell Amanda that I like cushions. 
sorry, what did you say? This week, the judges find themselves on a publicity tour in RTE. Montrose! Now there's a name that oozes old world scandal, slashings, and some other S-sounding words. Uh, Slytherin? It's just a giant car park. Is that a... 2FM presenter filming SponCon? I must say, I'm rather enchanted by the mast. It's minimalist, but impactful. It's an excruciating eyesore. There's only one eyesore here and you've tied it around your shoulders. <gasps> My lemon sweater! <laughs> Sounds like you two are having a Donnybrook. What? In actual Donnybrook. <laughs> Sarah, that's so naff. You finally arrived. Well done. Now, I'm off to the radio centre. Follow me. Smarting from Amanda's dig about his jumper, Hugh accidentally leads the judges to the Fair City set. Oh, oh dear, we're, it appears we're in Carrick's town. I wow, should... it's like one of those failed fake towns invented by Fianna Fall in the noughties, like Adamstown. And it's in my contract that I simply don't go to those places. Well, what we have here is a shabby, chic soap set. It's lovely and spacious, owing to the fact that each room only has three walls. There's ample space for throwing a pint at someone Mm. Or for slapping your love rat husband. <laughs> What's that building over there that looks like a bomb shelter with a conservatory? With that, the judges have finally found the radio centre and they set off again. So this building is 50 years old and doesn't look a day under it. Incredible views. What? Out front you've got the Stilorgan Jewel carriageway and over here you've got the... Oh condemned canteen. The unnecessary clutter here is really upsetting me. I mean, what even are these dreadful tchotchkes spoiling the tablescapes? They're microphones, Amanda. What for broadcasting? Hello? No, they're microaggressions is what they are. My eyes! The judges continue on their tour. The red dot. I found the owner's favourite spot. Bit of an odd one. Oops, that's actually a red wine stain from when they plied the late, late Valentine's audience with cost price Merlot. Before finding themselves in the administration building. Wow. For me, I think the owners have done a wonderful job in designing this large white space that has absolutely nothing in it and nothing going for it. To me, it feels like... Yes? Like the waiting room in an NCT centre. Let's get out of here before someone tries to make a Whom of the Year musical. And so the judges leave the campus. Will they return for season 11? Will RTE ever commission anything ever again? Find out next time on the Rockets Committee. Okay, so, hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Meet Juan! Vogue's over there. You know, it feels like it's been ages, babe. I know. Life moves so fast when you've access to private jets. In other news, Queen Bay, Beyonce, is now a country music star. I mean... OMG, which country? What? No, no, it's it's like a... It's a genre, like... Genre? That sounds... French? No, like Garth Brooks and stuff. You know, that kind of music. Oh, I see. Like pickup trucks and the countryside. Exactly! I did visit the countryside once. It's like a sort of national park. Oh, nice. Yeah, where, where exactly did you go, Vogue? My back garden. What? I can't remember which one. God. Yeah, you've been so busy, love. Listen, I hear you were at the BAFTAs. I was interviewing all the celebs on the red carpet. You know, I've got to tell you a story. I have a red carpet at home. Yeah, but it's just from all the wine I've spilt on it. <laughs> what am I like? It was 
gorge. The hot Irish guy contingent was present. <gasps> Be still, my beating heart. What a what a mess he'll have to say for himself. Someone asked him his fave chicken fillet roll fillings, and he sort of panicked. <gasps> oh no, we've lost him already, have we? You know, the Delhi test fogey is a great way to measure an Irish person's level of notions after they become famous. I know. Like someone showed Barry Keoghan a picture of a jambon, and he started hyperventilating. Ah, uh, not Baz as well. We've lost him too. Absolutely. Jesus. So, what have you been up to, Paul? Well, I finally retired the Prosecco Express. Mm, it occurred to me that maybe the jokes have become a bit stale. So then I've been another year of it, just to be sure. Oh, babe, that's so sad. That but onwards and upwards. Yeah. What's next for you? Let's see, turning down Celebrity Big Brother. Did you hear Louis Walsh might be on it? Louis! Oh, no way. Serious. Now, that's a very triggering name for me, hon. <gasps> oh, my God, so... What's wrong with me, babe? The last thing I meant to do was to give you a McFadden flashback. Is he going to be okay? I'll be grand in a minute. Yeah? I just need to do my happy place mantra. Okay. It goes, click, clock. Okay, I'll end the podcast on my own. You just click. do your... Click, Clock. Do that thing, yeah. The safety lid is shut. Jeepers. Okay, thanks for subscribing to my therapist ghost me. And we always do- close the pack oh, gosh. with a click. Ugh. Clack. Gosh, she's on the plane, guys. Well, the best thing about contemplating retirement is that come May, I'll never have to think about sport again. Until then, what? here's Des. Des. Y- yeah, no, a big weekend in rugby is Ireland take on Wales. Oh God, it- does this mean you're going to play a clip of some dull rugby pundit? Yeah, well, admittedly, the characters are now so lacking in passion and colour that Brian O'Driscoll counts as fiery. Yeah, so I, you know, I think we gotta prepare our precision tactics. So, you know, like at the France game, I made this really funny joke about Joe McCarthy's hair, you know, strategically self-deprecating, but uh, grounded with a confidence that comes from owning a house with a living room upstairs. So uh, this time I'm thinking of something about Jemison Gibson Park along the lines of, wow, we could all do it a drop of Jemison after that. <laughs> or, or maybe something about Kale and Doris having a woman's name. So yeah, really looking forward to this one, yeah. <sighs> yeah, Des, we're back. Meanwhile, the GAA are planning to merge all the women into one big association. What? A bit like the ICA, but with fake tan. <laughs> oh dear. The men agreeing on 2027 as a proposed date for full integration. Three years away, why is it taking so long? Well, the women would prefer it sooner, but... You know, it's a bit like my missus asking me to put out the bins and you say, yeah, yeah, I'll do it after this. Right. Then you you fall asleep in front of the telly with the Pringles spilling all over you. No. And eventually you will get around to it, Mm. but it'll be too late and the bin men will be gone. Well, I suppose bringing camogie and ladies football under the umbrella of the GAA will make it easier for the chaps to streamline their refusal of requests to let the women use the good pitches for knockout matches when the men need to train. (laughs) Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Now to the latest FAI shambles. Oh God. Very much the Montrose of sporting organisations with still no Ireland manager in place. Yeah, it's as bad as trying to get a deputy commissioner to serve alongside Drew Harris and the Gardaí. What? Yeah. Anyway, Brian Kerr has been assessing the ongoing saga. <sighs> yeah, finding a manager, Des, is like a 4am call out to a gaff session in me taxi. There's that many people after turning down the job, you know. Lee Carsley, Chris Coleman, Anthony Barry. Now, he's got the experience of the training camp, but he hasn't managed the top teams like like the Faroe Islands. Still, I like him the best, Des. Very suited to the setup, because he has an Anto 
and the bars in his name. It's a perfect combination, really. It's as sweet as landing a fare from the airport to Camden Street of a Friday evening. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Brian speaking earlier. Now, in the League of Ireland, we oh, have... I think we're done here now. But shells and rovers... That'll be all, Des. Thank you. All right, my Mary Luminaries. Uh, well, boss, what a great couple of weeks we've had. Well, no, we're collapsing the polls, Pierce, but thank uh, but you. But what about Michelle O'Neill and the Late Late Show? Wasn't she great, lads? Oh, huh? she was a dote. Oh, a for sure. Dope. I for didn't sure. get it. All she did was make bland, wishy-washy statements, and the audience just clapped it up. Aye. Guff like, I believe children are our future. Yes, yes, yes absolutely. Sorry now, has everyone here been lobotomised? I mean, even the Spindo wrote nice things about her. What gives? <laughs> well, what they meant was, why isn't Mary Lou more like Michelle? Really? Yeah, for voters, snarky side-eye and TikTokable outrages out. Hopey, changey stuff is in. Oh, God, they've even gotten to you, Deputy Cullinan. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I suppose we should address her sliding poll numbers all the same. Yes. First of all, it's not my fault that Operation Chucky, our law and order didn't work out. Yeah, we need to do something even more drastic than our panicky policy offering an amnesty for television licence dodgers yeah we need to do major major work though not until after the Patrick's Day jollies to Washington Uh, well it's not a jolly boss as such come on that's right Michelle O'Neill said it was a chance to use our voice for the Middle East because peace and compromise are important peace and compromise Look, let's not upset our red-nosed, misty-eyed, cash-rich yanks too much. I wouldn't miss the jolly to America for the world. No. Not even if David Beckham was marshalling the Dublin parade in a pair of tighty-whities. You feel me? Uh, well, this year's Grand Marshal is Patrick Healty. <gasps> what an icon of peace and reconciliation he is. Oh, yeah. oh God. Look, enough of this tosh. We're being killed on immigration. Remind me again, what's our policy on that issue? Um, well, we could trial different policies in rural and urban areas. You yes. know, both sides of our mouth on it. Uh-huh. Just like how we have opposite positions north and south on the pension age, hair coursing, all the rest. I like it. Mm. And what's your big idea, Owen? I can't remember the last time I heard from you. Have you retired or what? No, I've consciously uncoupled on housing. It'll never be fixed and people need to accept it. Just like how we've accepted that watching anything on the RT player necessitates watching six ads in a row every ten minutes. So, what are you doing instead? Culture reviews. Follow me online to get my lukewarm takes on new music. Kneecap. Four stars. Very cool. (laughs) And Deputy Cullinan, you're our guy on... Hell, I have a 113 point plan to fix and reform the health service where you've asked for Oh no, I forgot you're actually a competent policy wonk now and not just the up the ra fellow. Well, <laughs> keep it up, but uh, I don't need to hear all the slauncher nerdy dirty detail, okay? Not when I still have five episodes of one day left to enjoy. All right, well, on that note... Uh, well, before we go, everyone, I'd like to say thank you for being a friend. Your heart is true, you're a pal and a confidant. Ah, oh, please. Sorry, he's just quoting the Golden Girls. Ugh, bunch of saps, the lot of you. Malu. Ash. Please think of the hotels. Ooh.